I'm pulling my driveway. We all know what that means. It's time for the drive to work. Okay, guys, today is all about returning mechanics. So I'm going to talk about the history of returning mechanics and then try to do a somewhat exhaustive look at return mechanics. Uh, I'm sure, let me start by saying, I'm going to be throwing a lot at you today. I'm sure I missed a few. Uh, so bear with me. I'm sure people will t- let me know what I missed. Anyway, okay, so we go back to Alpha. Richard Garfield makes Alpha. Alpha has um, some mechanics in it, uh, mostly what we now would think of as evergreen keywords, flying for a strike, trample and such. Um, and it's not until the first large set. So Magic comes out as Alpha. There's Arabian Nights small set, Antiquity small set. The first big set is Legends. Um, and Legends doesn't really introduce new mechanics, but it introduces new tools. It has gold cards for the first time. It has legendary permanence for the first time. Um, so it introduces new concepts and what I would think of as new tools, but not really new <coughs> mechanics. Um, it's not really till Ice Age, which is the next big set, um, that there start to be some actual like new mechanics introduced. Uh, for example, Cumulative Upkeep was introduced. That's where uh, you have to pay a cost, and then every turn the cost increments, and so it gets harder and harder to pay the upkeep costs. Now, in the early days, when you introduce something new to Magic, one of two things would happen. Either it just became what we call evergreen, it just became something that any set could use, or it was gone. Uh, the, the, the very much the, In the early days, mechanics were thought as to be kind of disposable, um, and that, you know, once you used it, if it didn't become evergreen, you know, it sort of got tossed aside. Um, for example, like, Cube of Upkeep for a little while is evergreen. Um, oh, I guess, technically, technically, Legends did have a mechanic. It had a mechanic called Rampage that said, uh, when you are blocked, for every creature beyond the first, you get plus one, plus one. Um, and, or, pl- I think it was Rampage N, I guess, but... Um, Anyway, Rampage was in Legends. So I guess Legends technically did introduce, did introduce a mechanic, uh, which became evergreen for a little bit of while, then kind of dissipated. Um, so the next big set was Mirage. And with Mirage, uh, a little more of the idea is, okay, we're going to start making blocks. Uh, the blocks are going to introduce mechanics. Uh, and the idea at the time is that it would be two mechanics. Mirage introduced uh, flanking and phasing. And that was the named mechanics for the block. For the for back in the day, the block was large set, small set, small set. So you had Mirage, you had Visions, you had Weatherlight. Um, Weatherlight had a little theme to it of Graveyard, but, but as far as named mechanics, those were the two mechanics. And for a while, every block would have two mechanics. Tempest had Shadow and Buyback. And Urza Saga had Cycling and Echo. Um... That was just sort of the way it was. And then Mercady Mass did this odd thing where it didn't have named mechanics. It had new mechanics. Uh, it had the rebels and mercenaries. Like it, it had mechanics, but they weren't named. And the audience really responded like, I, I like sets that have mechanics. Where are my new mechanics? They, the fact that they weren't named was problematic. So it sort of said, okay, we have to be louder in what we're doing. Um... But anyway, so in the early days, we made Mechanic. If it didn't become evergreen, tossed it aside. It was just not something... Now, things were allowed to become evergreen. There were a few things that became evergreen. But in general, you would make a Mechanic and be like, okay, we've used that Mechanic. Which brings us to Onslaught. 
So Onslaught is um, four or five years after Mirage. Mirage, Tempest, Urza Saga, Mercadia Masks, Invasion, Odyssey, Onslaught. Um, so in Onslaught, uh, Mike Elliott had done the initial design, and he had... I, he had two mechanics. Neither mechanic actually ended up in the set. Um, but Bill Rose was the head designer at the time, so what I, my role now. And Bill said to me, he wanted me to sort of take a pass at it. Like, it, it wasn't... He thought we could, um, you know... He, he thought it could be better than it was. Um, and so, uh, among other things, that's... Uh, I ended up... Um, there, was a, there was a typo theme that was in the set, but it was very, very light. Um, I made the suggestion to way rank it up, you know, make it way higher. Um, the rules team had this idea for this new mechanic called Morph that I was excited by that R&D was initially a little skeptical of, but I, I play-tested it with them and got them on board. Um, and then my, my, my third suggestion for what the set needed was I thought that cycling would work really well. Um, but I got a lot of resistance because they're like, well, that's, we've done cycling. We did that. Cycling has been done. We, we've done cycling. Why don't you make a new mechanic? And I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Cycling is a good mechanic. Um, cycling was originally created by Richard Garfield, interestingly, during Tempest design. Tempest had too much in it, so cycling got pushed back to the next year's Urza Saga. Um, but more, mostly what I was saying is, look, we haven't used up all the space of um, cycling. You know, why... why why are we throwing it Like, there's a perfectly good mechanic. Why are we throwing it away? Um, the way I ended up convincing them is I made, uh, what was it called? Lightning Rift and Astral Slide. Um, I, I made two cards that triggered off you cycling cards. So I introduced something new. I said, okay, I, I'll bring it back, but here's a new thing. Uh, before, you, you didn't necessarily need to play cycling cards together. But I'm like, oh, what if I make a few cards that, like, wow, they're triggered by cycling, so all of a sudden you might have a cycling deck where you want to play a lot of cycling cards together. Um, they thought that was introducing something new, and they said, okay, okay, we'll let you bring back cycling because you're introducing something new. Okay, cut ahead a few more years. So after um, Onslaught was mirrored in, um, Mirrodin, by the way, is an example of things that go evergreen. Mirrodin had equipment for the first time, and just, they kind of instantly became evergreen. Um, after Mirage, that's not Mirage, after Mirrodin was Champions of Kamigawa, after Champions of Kamigawa was Ravnica, so after Ravnica was Time Spiral. So in Time Spiral, we did this nostalgia thing, where we really leaned into nostalgia in a big, the, the two main themes of the block were nostalgia and time. Uh, so, for example, Time Spiral was an old set. So we brought back a bunch of old mechanics. Um, and uh, Planar Chaos was a, a what-if present set, alternate reality. So what if we took mechanics and we brought them back and put them in different colors or, like, um, we changed uh, fading to vanishing? You know, what if, what if we sort of tweaked things? And then for Future Sight, we did a lot of what we call mix and match, where we took two mechanics you know from the past that played well together and put them on the same card. So during basically the, the course of Time Spiral Block, we reprinted, I didn't write it all down, but I, I, we reprinted 20 mechanics. I mean, we, we, basically every mechanic we thought had any value whatsoever got reprinted. Like almost every mechanic uh, at some point that we, we thought was a good mechanic got reprinted. The vast, vast majority of them. Um, okay, so be aware, uh, the set before Time Spiral, Ravnica Block, was kind of my first full block as head designer. So we went through, we did Ravnica, we did Time Spiral. Uh, and Time Spiral definitely was interesting, seeing us really use these old mechanics in a way. So 
the next set after Time Spiral was Lorwyn and Shadowmore. Set after that was Shards of Alara. So in Shards of Alara, um, Bill Rose. Let's see. Um, oh, the one thing I should mention: uh, we mentioned Shadowmore. Um, Shadowmore reused Hybrid. I would argue Hybrid's more of a tool than it is a mechanic. Um, but we took something that was splashy and done in small amounts earlier in Ravnica, and then blew it out, and like half the set was was Hybrid, and really did something different in Shadowmore. So in Shards of Alara, Bill was interested again in using cycling. Um, he had my blessing. I, this time there was no problems. Uh, I, I think having seen Time Spiral, having seen Onslaught, like the idea of bring back a mechanic, was, people were slowly warming up to that. And I, I think it was now accepted as a thing to do. We had liked cycling. Cycling was the first thing to be brought back. Uh, cycling showed up again in Time Spiral and again showed up in Shards of Alara. Cycling, just very useful. Um, in Conflux, uh, there was Domain. Uh, and so the idea I started getting in my head was not only should return mechanics be something we could do, I'm like, you know, it should be a resource we think about, we consciously think about. And so one of the things I said is, okay, I think when we're putting sets together, we should actively try to bring back mechanics. Not that we have to, it's not a requirement, but look, there's a lot of good mechanics that we, 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 we understand their designs because we've worked with them. Um, they have a lot of design space left. Like we, you know, I, I really, one of my big tenants was, in my, sort of my early reign of a head designer was, hey, these are good. Like we, we had this great resource of mechanics. We should be bringing them back. Um, and, and as you will see, I started saying, hey, I want every design team to think about what could they bring back. Wasn't a requirement. You didn't have to bring something back. But I really wanted teams to feel like, ideally, it would be great if you did. You know, my, my, the default should be there's at least one returning mechanic. Once again, default, not, not required. Okay, so the next set was Zendikar. This was a set that I led. Um, and we brought back Kicker. Uh, the idea essentially was you had a lot of lands into play. The set was all about getting lands. So we did a lot to get you a lot of lands. Uh, and that meant you had a lot of mana. So what do you do with that mana? Well, we had a perfectly good mechanic from Invasion Block, uh, and so we brought Kicker back. Um, then, by the way, we were reinventing... Um, the previous year had been Magic 2010. We'd reinvented the um, idea of a core set, including having new cards in it. So Magic 2011 was the first core set to bring back a mechanic. So it brought back Scry. Now, Scry would later go on to be Evergreen. It wasn't Evergreen yet. Um, oh, I also should mention, as I'm going through this list that I'm going to go through, a couple caveats. I'm only talking about premier sets. I'm not really getting into supplemental sets. Um, and a lot of things become evergreen, or um, there's a lot of things that sort of end up becoming deciduous. I'll try to talk about them when we hit them. Um, but there's a lot here. And like I said, I'm sure I'm missing a few things. I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm trying to be as thorough as I can. Okay, next up was Scars of Mirrodin. Uh, Scars of Mirrodin, first of all, it was our first non-dominarian return where we were coming back to a place. We decided on our returns, we liked having some mechanic overlap. That mechanic ended up being imprint, which we just used a little bit. Um, the problem is uh, equipment, which had been key to Mirrodin, had become evergreen. Um, and the other mechanics from... 
the imprint ended up being the we we wanted something that could represent Mirrodin on the Mirrodin side. So like Entwine was from Mirrodin, but didn't feel artifacty in a way that we wanted. Uh, and Infinity, I did try to bring Affinity for artifacts back uh, in Scars of Mirrodin, uh, and ended up becoming Metalcraft. People were a little too afraid of actual of actual Affinity for artifacts. Um, but we did break imprint, and uh, we we had introduced in Future Sight um, some mechanics. Uh, we sort of brought back Poisonous. We changed it to the name Toxic, tweaked it slightly so it didn't trigger, but um, mostly we brought back Poisonous. Also, in the new, um, we did something interesting with Infect, where we took a mechanic we'd had before, Wither, which had shown up in Shadowmore Block, and brought it back, but added more to it and made it a new mechanic, which was Infect. Okay, uh, Magic 2012, which is the next core set, brought back Bloodthirst. That had been a gruel mechanic in Ravnica. Um, had been a, uh, yeah, in, in Ravnica. Um, next, in Innistrad, we brought back Flashback. I had originally made Flashback in um, Odyssey. Uh, it was a graveyard mechanic. We were doing a set that wanted a graveyard theme. Flashback is an awesome, awesome mechanic. So we brought Flashback back. Um, then, in Magic 2013, we brought back Exalted. And in Magic 2014, we brought back Slivers. Okay, which brings us up to uh, Theros. Um, uh, so, after, sorry, after Innistrad was returned to Ravnica block, we decided that we didn't want one guild to have a return mechanic and the other ones have new mechanics. We would change our mind in the next time we would visit Ravnica. But at that point, we decided not to give all the guilds new mechanics. Um, okay, uh, next up, Magic 2014 had Slivers, which isn't technically a mechanic, but um, we brought something back each corset. Okay, which then gets us to Cons of Tarkir. So Cons of Tarkir brought back the morph mechanic that we had originally done in Onslaught. Um, uh, and also, it brought back Delve. Delve was another future shift mechanic. I'm not sure brought back is necessarily the right word for future shift mechanic, since I think there were three Delve cards in um, Future Sight, so brought back with a little asterisk that sort of uh, finally used it. Um. Okay, so after Cons of Tarkir and Dragons of Tarkir, we brought back Rebound, which had originally been in Rise of the Eldrazi. Um, then in Battle for Zendikar, uh, it was our, our, our return to um, Zendikar, so we brought back Landfall. Um, we, one of the things we realized was that there are certain mechanics that are kind of iconic to a place. Um, and so we re- when we went back, Landfall was so sort of interconnected with, um, so much interconnected with Zendikar that we felt we needed to bring it back. Okay, next is Shadows over Innistrad. Um, Shadows over Innistrad, uh, we brought back transforming double face cards. Uh, those had been introduced in original Innistrad. Um, they had been something that had been really exciting, and I think once again felt very, the dark transformation felt very core to what Innistrad was. So TDFCs came back. We also did something interesting in um, Shadows of Innistrad. We brought back a mechanic that I thought we would never bring back. Um, we had brought it back, so Madness had showed up in Odyssey Block in um, Torment, uh, and then we brought it back in Time Spiral in a little bit. Um, and I really, on my storm scale, I think I, I graded it an 8 or a 9. I think it was an 8. Um, I really did think it was coming back. And then just, we were making a set literally about madness, 
about the theme of madness and like, well, it's called madness. And, you know, we had it, it just worked with our other mechanics. So we did bring it back. Uh, showing, by the way, the lesson here is any mechanic can come back. Even mechanics that might be problematic or hard to build around or hard to balance. Hey, in the right set with the right environment, you know, anything is, anything is fair game. Okay, which brings us up to Amonkhet. Um, I don't think Kaladesh brought anything back. It introduced a bunch of new things. Um, and once again, uh, there are things like uh, uh, in Future Sight, we had introduced for the first time a colored artifact, and that showed up in Shards of Alara, and then showed up uh, in Theros, and then showed up in Kaladesh. So there's small things like that. That's not a named mechanic as such. Anyway, Amonkhet brought back cycling for the fourth or fifth time. Um, and one of the things that we, we started to realize is there were certain mechanics that were just, just useful mechanics. That just, hey, if a set could use it, it made sense. We could use it there. Um, next, in Ixalan, we brought back Raid. So Raid had been in um, Khans of Tarkir as a, as a guild. Oh, the interesting thing about Khans of Tarkir is one of the mechanics of Khans of Tarkir was Prowess. And that almost instantaneously became Evergreen. It's since moved back to Deciduous rather than Evergreen, but that came from Khans. Raid also came from Khans, and we, we liked Raid. Um, the other thing that Ixalan did is, I think Ixalan was the first non-Innistrad world to use transforming double-faced cards. Um, I think we started realizing that it was just a more general tool. Um, and this is kind of true, like I said, I talked about Hybrid. Like, Hybrid came back in Shadowmore, and then it just became a Deciduous tool that we use all the time. Um, the, the same, I think, for double-faced cards. I mean, we would, we would definitely experiment and try new things. And, um, but the idea of a transforming double-faced card was just something that... It's just like many sets can access it now. And so it's something that we use. And, and you know, it, it's something that gets used in lots of different places. Okay, next up was Dominaria. So Dominaria brought back Kicker. Um, so one of the interesting things about Dominaria was Dominaria was a return set. Uh, and in some ways, our first sort of official return... I mean, we've gone back to Dominaria many times in the first 10 years of Magic. But this is the first time in sort of the modern era of how we did sets and thought of sets that we, um, that we did... Um, that we were coming back and wanted to think of it as a return. So we really wanted to bring back a mechanic that had premiered in Dominaria. Um, and it turns out that a lot of early mechanics... Like, a lot of our strong mechanics that we want to bring back, there's only a handful from the early days. The three biggies, the, the, the trifecta, if you will, is Cycling, Kicker, and uh, Flashback. Um, and uh, Shadows over Innistrad... Oh, I didn't mention. Shadows over Innistrad had brought back... Uh, oh, did it bring back Flashback? That's a good question. I'm not sure it did bring Flashback. Um, we were looking at what to bring back in Dominaria... Um, Something had used Flashback because we couldn't use it in Dominaria. And we had just used Kicker. Oh, no, no, sorry. We had just used Cycling. Um, so we decided to use Kicker because uh, we wanted Flashback and Cycling in other places. And so we brought back Kicker. Um, uh, in the core set, so just uh, once again, we started, you started seeing more use of uh, Transformer Double Face cards. I actually had skipped over Magic Origins. Uh, had done the Planeswalkers that were sort of legendary creatures and then turned into Planeswalkers. And that had been super popular. Um, and so that was definitely something that we... Uh, like I said, I think transforming double-faced cards, uh, 
kind of transcended. Um, also, in Dominaria, uh, while Kicker was its re- repeating mechanic, um, uh, Sagas were introduced in uh, Dominaria. And Sagas would be something kind of similarly where um, it was a tool that we liked that ended up becoming deciduous. Okay. Sorry, I'm, I'm trying to... I'm, uh, I'm in traffic here, and uh, safety first. So I'm, I'm, I'm trying to cut over in my traffic, so give me one second. Um, Safety first. Okay. I'm now in the lane I need to be. Okay. Uh, where was I? I was in Dominaria. Uh, uh, Quarter set 2019 introduced the TDFCs. I had a Bolas theme in Bolas. There's one trading, uh, transforming card, but it was Bolas. It was pretty cool. Okay. It gets us to Guilds of Ravnica. So last time I said the second visit to Guilds of Ravnica, or second visit to Ravnica, we made the conscious decision to not do any repeat guild mechanics. We, we at the time, were like, well, let, let's give everybody something new. Uh, on our third trip, the decision was, you know what, if we're doing, if there's just a good mechanic, we should be using the mechanic. Um, so the one we technically reprinted was Convoke. Um, there was a riff on Scry, there was a riff on Flashback, but Convoke was the one we brought back literally with the same name. Um, I did a whole podcast on fixed mechanics, where we took things. Um, so I'm, I'm, mostly today I'm talking about bringing back things where it's the exact same mechanic, not tweaking it, making a new mechanic. I might mention a few in passing. Um... But today's pipe. So if you want to hear about all the fixed, I did a podcast on all the fixed mechanics where we took something, we fixed it, and we brought it back. So if you want to hear on those, uh, go listen to that, 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 that podcast. Okay, uh, next up, War of the Spark. So uh, Ravaging Allegiance had all new stuff. War of the Spark, uh, we decided to bring back Proliferate. Proliferate had shown up in Scars of Mirrodin. Um, and it was a really fun mechanic. People really liked it. We had this Planeswalker theme. And so the idea of having Proliferate interact with loyalty counters was pretty cool. Um, now it made us kind of, we had to work the set around it. Um, one of our mechanics, a mass, we made specifically so that the mass, the army got a, a token, but all the counters went on the same army. So like proliferating wasn't super, like it was good and that made your army one bigger, but it, it like we couldn't have done it. Um, if we had a mechanic like, like, uh, in original Kaladesh, we had thought of bringing back a proliferate. Um, but we had things like fabricate that made plus one, plus one counters and, the problem with plus one, plus one counters and proliferate is plus one, plus one counters are so good at proliferate. If you have a theme where you spread them all over the place and then proliferate, it's just the strongest thing you can do. And it, it really warps how proliferate works. So when we put proliferate in sets, we either don't have plus one, plus one counters, or we are more careful and just use them very judiciously as we did in War of the Spark. Okay. After War of the Spark, we get, we get to... Um, so War of the Spark led into uh, Throne of Eldraine. Throne of Eldraine had all new things. Uh, then we had Theros Beyond Death. So Theros Beyond Death was our return to Theros. Um, we actually re- repeated two mechanics. I, one of the things we learned about enchantments... So we did a lot of work in uh, exploratory design and vision design in Theros Beyond Death, saying, hey, are there new things we can do with enchantments? What else can we do with enchantments? And what we found was uh, Devotion and Constellation. Well, Devotion, I think, was very thematically tied to Theros. I kind of felt like, if we're going to go to Theros, we want to have the gods. If we're going to do the gods, we need Devotion. And it just, it felt like you couldn't really do Theros without doing Devotion. Constellation, we actually looked for other replacements. We looked like, what else can you care about? How else can you care about enchantments? Um, and what we found in the end was, like, Constellation was just, the, like, Constellation was basically landfall, but for enchantments. Um, we have, we have little by little hit hit the card types, um, most of them at least. Um, 
And anyway, we tried other things, and we sort of, in the end, said, okay, I guess Constellation's the best, and just use Constellation. Um, uh, and it's, it's a good example, by the way, where one of the reasons, one of the topic of today's thing is, look, mechanics are a tool. If we did it right the first time, there's no reason to, like, that's fine. We did them right the first time. We can just use them again. And I, I think the, the, the lesson here, as, you, as I'm getting on, is we clearly went from a spot in early Magic where, like, right, they were disposable. We didn't want to reprint them. To now, like, they're very usable tools. One of the first things we do in almost any exploratory design, once we have our theme, is, okay, what existing mechanics exist that we could use? What makes sense? In the, you know, like, like that's, a, that's something, it's a whiteboard exercise we do in almost every exploratory design, which is, okay, here's our new theme, or, or we're returning to a world. Okay, um, A, what do you expect? And B, what, what's a good fit here? And a lot of times, you know, you get something like, oh, this is, just, this is ideal. Okay, next up is Ikoria. Ikoria, again, had cycling. Um, cycling is just so useful and so easy to use and lets you have more niche cars and bigger, expensive cars and... It just, it just really did something that was so clean and simple. Okay, next up uh, is Zendikar Rising. So Zendikar Rising was our third trip to Zendikar. Um, so we uh, used Landfall again. Uh, we used Kicker again. Um, one of the running jokes is Eric Lauer really, really likes Kicker. And so a lot of the sets that Eric Lauer works on, if it doesn't already have Kicker, it gets Kicker. Um, Kicker is super useful. Like, the reason that Kicker and Flashback and Cycling show up a lot is they're three super, super useful mechanics. In fact, we chose to make them deciduous. I'll, I'll get to that decision in a sec. We'll get there soon. Um, so anyway, Zendikar Rising did Landfall. It did Kicker. Um, I also think it's the first time we did Tubrid Mana again. Uh, two-bird mana had been introduced in Shadowmoor. Uh, it was a set all full of hybrid mana. We introduced two-bird mana, which you, you spend a color or two generic mana. Um, and so it wasn't on, I think it was just on one card. But but it did it did return. And once again, I think two-bird is more of a tool than mechanic. But Okay, next up, we get to Kaldheim. So Kaldheim um, brought back Snow. Um, snow was a super type that was introduced in Cold Snap. Um, well, one could argue was kind introduced in Ice Age, although not officially as a super type. Uh, and then it was redone as a super type in Cold Snap. Um, and then uh, Modern Horizons 1, the first Modern Horizons, made use of snow. Uh, and it, it was successful. Uh, and and the, the funny thing there is the reason they used snow was there had been a lot of people asking for more snow-covered basic lands... And we talked about wanting to do snow-covered dual lands. And we're like, well, if we're going to do all the lands, we might as well do something with them. Uh, and so we, um, we, uh, we brought back snow there. It went over well. Like, I didn't think we were going to bring snow back, but it went over well there. So when we were in call time, uh, actually in set design, Dave Humphreys was the set lead, said, you know, this... Everyone seems to feel like we had talked about snow and vision design, but Modern Horizons one had not come out yet. And by the time set design happened, Modern Horizons one had come out and it had been very popular. So just like, okay, we're going to do snow. We put snow in. Um, the other thing that Call Time did is it brought back Changeling. Changeling was a mechanic we had originally done in Lorwyn that was kind of a typal glue. Uh, Changeling means you have all the creature types, 
And so in Lorman, we were trying to make cards that multiple decks would want to draft. And so uh, we used Changeling as part of that glue. Um, anyway, there's a theme in Call Time, mostly in green and blue, but there's a theme of shapeshifters on... There's 10 worlds in Call Time, and one of the worlds was the worlds of the shapeshifters. And so Changeling was the theme. There was a little bit... Uh, early Call Time had tried... Uh, doing a more typo theme that ended up being pulled, called Clan, that ended up being pulled out. Um, uh, but anyway, changing was sort of the remnant of where that, that theme ended up going. Okay, next, uh, D&D Adventures in Forgotten Realms. Um, this is another one where it's, I don't know exactly a mechanic. Um, we had introduced die rolling in Unglued, the unset. Uh, the second unset, Unhinged, didn't have die rolling, but the third one, uh, Unstable, did. Uh, for the first time ever, we brought... So this is an example of taking something that was in another space, in this, in this case, silver-bordered space, uh, and bringing it into black-bordered space. Uh, now, now, given that it used 20-sided dies because it was D&D, and we used 6-sided dice, although uh, technically there was one 20-sided die, uh, Sword of Dungeons & Dragons in Unstable did roll 20-sided die. So, um, technically speaking, 20-sided die had happened in an unset. Um, okay, next up is Innistrad Midnight Hunt. Um... So I think what happened was, I think our second trip to Innistrad, we had not done flashback. And so this is our third trip. Like, oh, we got to bring flashback back. People love flashback. So we brought back flashback. Uh, we also brought back Investigate, which had shown up in um, Shadows of Innistrad, which was our second visit. Um, and of course, uh, Transforming Double Face Cards came back. Um, by this point, Transforming Double Face Cards are just a deciduous mechanic that lots of sets are using. Um, I, I'm not... Once something kind of becomes deciduous, once I sort of announce that to you, I'm not... Uh, like, Scry at some point became evergreen. Okay, lots of things started using Scry at that point. Um, I'm more talking about, in, today, about things that come back in which it is not an um, evergreen or a deciduous thing. Okay, next up is Kamigawa Neon Dynasty. Uh, the uh, Crimson Vow was after Midnight Hunt, but that didn't have anything new. Or, sorry, had new things, didn't have any... A reprint. Kamigawa Neon Dynasty, we were going back to Kamigawa after over a decade. Um, and so one of the things we wanted to do, because it was a return to a world we hadn't been in a while, we wanted to do a little bit of return mechanics. Um, the biggest problem we ran into was there are not a lot of strong mechanics in, Champion, in Champions of Kamigawa block. Uh, it is not considered, from a mechanical standpoint, uh, one of our high points mechanically, one of our low points. Um, and so we ended up bringing back two mechanics. Uh, we brought back Channel, which Channel is, we labeled something that we do in other places, we don't always label it, which is uh, activated abilities from your hand. Um, the way we executed Channel in original Kamigawa Block, there was a connective tissue between what effect the Channel effect was and what the spell did. Um, but we brought Channel back, and we brought back Ninjutsu. Ninjutsu was the ninja mechanic. Originally, by the way, we weren't going to bring Ninjutsu back. We were going to put it... We were going to make a Ninja Commander deck to go along with the set, and that was going to have new Ninjutsu cards. Um, but basically, uh, this is again Dave Humphreys. Uh, there just was enough expectation from people that Dave kept hearing that he decided to add it back in. So Ninjutsu got added in. Okay, after Kamigawa Neon Dynasty is Streets of New Capenna. So this is the point where we decide that we're going to take some mechanics that we use all the time, cycling being the poster child here, because uh, there were some cycling lands we wanted to do, and we're like, okay, if we, can we do cycling lands? We have to add other cycling lands. In order to have cycling lands, must cycling be returning? And we finally said, you know what? Cycling's just a strong mechanic. This is the sixth, seventh, eighth time it's got to come back. Let's just make cycling deciduous. So we did. 
Um, and so what that means is any set can now use cycling. It can use cycling in small amounts. Cycling doesn't have to be a giant thing in the set. It can be a small thing in the set. Um, so I'm not going to talk about cycling anymore because cycling is decidu- deciduousness. Um, and then uh, we also brought back Hideaway. So Hideaway is an interesting uh, mechanic in that it was originally in Lorwyn block. Uh, in Lorwyn, uh, was it in Morning Tide? It was Lorwyn for sure. Um, anyway, it was on only five cards and they were trying to do something here. It was actually a completely different mechanic. Uh, and the me- it was called Crimes, I think. Um, and it just didn't pan out. It just didn't work. And so they ended up saying, well, kind of what you're doing, there's some similarity here to Hideaway. You know, we could tweak Hideaway and make Hideaway work slightly different to get this optimization. And it wouldn't impact the old Hideaway cards too much. So they tweaked Hideaway a little bit and brought it back. Um, so Hideaway showed up here. Okay, next was Dominara United. Uh, so Dominara United um, was trying to sort of make a riff off Invasion. So it brought back Domain and Kicker. Uh, this is where Kicker, I think, officially becomes deciduous. Uh, Kicker is now in the deciduous family. Um, uh, cycling and Kicker and Flashback have all become deciduous. Um, like I said, the big trifecta, they're, they're just so useful. We use them all the time. Um, oh, and the one other thing we, we made deciduous uh, was Landfall. So those, those are the mechanics that any set is allowed to use those four mechanics. Um, there's a few other ones that were sort of... We, we do a thing we call cameos now. Uh, uh, which I guess I'll get into. Um, the idea of a cameo is that at high rarity, usually rare, mythic, rare, we're allowing ourselves to bring back a mechanic that is in small number, maybe one or two cards. It's not sort of a main mechanic of the set. It's just something that flavorfully very fits. It's simple enough that we think it's not going to cause confusion. Like, we're not doing cameos with a like, mutate. Um, but the idea is we bring back something that we think is easy to understand, it's super flavorful, and it just adds a lot in, in, a, in a tiny small dose. We've learned in our Commander products that sometimes coming, bringing back a mechanic and just like doing a really cool thing on one card with it is a lot of fun. And so we call those cameos. Uh, we decided that Premier sets were dipping our toe into cameos. So that is something we are trying. Um, for, for example, um, and this is, I guess it's not... Exactly that, but the kind of thing is in call time, Dave had one card with poison. Not a whole bunch, it wasn't a whole mechanic, just one card that had poison. Uh, thing the thing bear. And that it was really a fun card, people really liked it, and so trying to sort of think of things in that regard. Uh, oh, by the way, just for people that are wondering, I am sitting in traffic. Um, we, we've normally, in 30 minutes, I get to work. That's why um, we're past 30 minutes. Luckily, today I have plenty to talk about, so we will continue on. Okay, um, next is the Brothers' War. So the Brothers' War was interesting. So Brothers' War was us retelling an old story. Um, the funny thing was, it was... a th- the, the, So if Dominaria United was a throwback to Invasion, Brothers' War was a throwback to Antiquities. Uh, Antiquities, though, was so early, of Magic Second Expansion set, that it didn't really have, like, mechanics. There weren't named mechanics. So... We did a lot of riffing on individual cards in Brothers War, um, but it was hard to bring back a mechanic from Antiquities. The one thing we were able to do, though, is we did find two mechanics that we thought were splashy that really played into the themes we wanted. One was Unearth. Unearth had shown up originally in Shards of Alara. Um, it had been the Grixis mechanic. Um, it, so, um, uh, Unearth, I designed Unearth in Shards of Alara 
as sort of a creature version of Flashback. Uh, I made Flashback in Odyssey. I really liked Flashback. And I was trying to make a creature version of Flashback. Um, now that we have finality countered, like there's now technology to do it that we didn't have back in the day. Back in the day, we didn't unearth. The reason we didn't unearth, and this is a good example of sometimes where there's just the perfect mechanic. Um, the story of the Brothers' War, for those that might not know it, has to do with Urza and Mishra, the brothers, um, uncovering a lot of ancient artifacts made by the Thran, an ancient uh, civilization that had advanced technology. Um, and so a lot of sort of them unearthing all these old artifacts played a major role in the story. So being able to use unearth as a bring-back mechanic what, like, it's a good example where the word and the concept, and, like, everything about it was so flavorful. Uh, in fact, we had done, Ari, Nee, and I had done a, um, originally, the Brothers War was going to be for uh, a supplemental product, not a, a premiere set. And Aaron was like, you know, maybe this could be a, well, I think this maybe could be a premiere set. What do you think, Mark? I'm like, yeah, it could be a premiere set. So he, he tasked me with sort of making a demo to sort of demonstrate the capabilities of, hey, what would it look like if it was a set? Um, and interestingly, in the demo, uh, Ari came up with the idea of adding Unearth, which was super flavorful, and uh, Aaron had come up with the idea of using Meld to make Urza and Mishra. Um, and so our, our initial, like, bef- pre-exploratory design, what I call the proof of concept, uh, we made two decks that played against each other, um, and in it was Unearth, in it was Meld. Um, so, a, a lo- I mean, it's just funny how you make a proof of concept that, which is super, super early, that the number of things that then made it into the final product were actually uh, you know, really interesting. So, okay, next up, Phyrexia All Will Be One. So, this was another return for proliferate. So, um, this was a return to new Phyrexia. So, as I explained, when we go back to a world, one of the things we always ask ourselves is, okay, we're going back to a world. Is there anything mechanically that's just iconic of the world? Oh, we're going to Zendikar. Oh, we kind of have Landfall. We're going to Innistrad. We kind of have transforming double face cards. Um, you know, there's, cert- there's certain things that you just really thematically think of when you go back to a place. So we were going back to um, New Phyrexia. And on some level, going back to the Phyrexians. Um, the Phyrexians had a couple mechanics. The three big mechanics tied to them were um, Poison, uh, p- Proliferate, and Phyrexian Mana. Um, poison, we did go back to. The set does mess around with Poison. Uh, we actually took the mechanic Poisonous um, from... Um, the mechanic Poisonous from... Uh, what, what is it? Uh, uh, teacher Site. Uh, and then retweaked it uh, and made it into uh, Toxic. Um, and then uh, we brought Proliferate back. But the Proliferate really requires a lot of uh, structure. So what we did was um, uh, we made oil counters. So the first time uh, in Scars of Mirrodin, Proliferate interacts with minus one, minus one counters. The second time we brought it back, where the Spark interacted with loyalty counters and a little bit of plus one, plus one counters. And this time we, it interacted with oil counters. So it, each one made a very different environment. Um, the other thing we did do is Frexian Mana technically returned. We did some Frexian Planeswalkers. Now, we added a rider. We had to pay extra life if you use the Frexian Mana. So, like, we adapted them a little bit. But Frexian Mana, I also would argue Frexian Mana is a little more tool than mechanic, per se, but um, we did bring it back. Okay, which brings us to March of the Machine. 
Um, so March in the Sheen was interesting. So March in the Sheen was the Frexian War. Uh, early on, we talked about it. Um, it took place in everywhere, right? It took place across the multiverse. Um, we did discuss early on, did we want to do some a, a time spiral thing where we just blow out everything? And what we realized was um, Modern Horizons had really shown that there is a home for that. There's a place where, like, just using all the mechanics, intermixing with high complexity, there's a home for that. And there's this type of player that really enjoy that, but the average Magic player doesn't enjoy that. That's kind of a lesson of time spiral. Um, Oh, I didn't really talk about it real quickly since I'm traffic. Um, Time Spiral introduced infinite mechanics. I mean, infinite mechanics. Um, And the feedback we got from our data was the enfranchised players adored it. They loved it. Uh, Play was up. But the non-enfranchised players, like, just hated it. It was too much. They were overwhelmed. And so one of the lessons uh, from Time Spiral is it's okay to bring things back, but you got, like, when you bring something back, you are... It's not. It's a new mechanic to a player who hasn't been playing since last time that was there. So when you bring back a mechanic, you have to treat it like like in Time Spiral, we treated it as bonus. Like we had actual mechanics. We had split second. We had suspend. We had actual mechanics. It was layered on top of our normal mechanics. Uh, and what we realized was, okay, we get to bring back mechanics, but they count as mechanics. You know, they're not free. You have to count them as actual mechanics with actual weight, and you have to think of it as vocabulary and stuff like that. So um, that was an important lesson in Time Spiral. Anyway, March on the Sheen, we said, okay, we don't, we have Modern Horizon sets to do that. Um, but we did like the idea that bringing something back, we're, we're sort of, you know, th- this is, you're seeing all the different worlds we've ever been to. So, um, and we decided that the Phyrexians, uh, Phyrexians ended up using some new stuff that, well, Transforming double face cards made sense, and then a bunch of newer mechanics, incubate and such. Uh, but the um, the denizens of the world that were defending themselves, we thought it'd be cool to have one returning mechanic. And this is an interesting case where we did the whiteboard exercises, we listed all the mechanics, we voted on them, we put them in the order we wanted to try them. Number one was Convoke. We put it in, tried it. It was so awesome. We're like, yeah, we're not going to beat this. And then didn't didn't try to beat it. We're like, okay, this this is the best this this is the best we're going to do. Uh, so we should keep that. Okay, uh, next up is Wilds of Eldraine. Okay, so Wilds of Eldraine is another return. We're going back to Eldraine. So we asked the question we always ask ourselves, okay, well, if you're going back, what, what do you want to have? Um, and Adventures was uh, basically the answer, that there's just no way we're going to Eldraine and not doing Adventures. Adventures was just so iconic. Um, we had done adventures again in the second D&D set. I'm not really talking about supplemental sets, but like um, there are things, that, there are returns that show up outside of premier sets. I'm just sort of focused on premier sets today just because there's so much to cover. Um, interestingly, food also came back. Um, we weren't going to, um, oh, I'm, I'm sorry. I think when we handed off the file, we had a little bit of food. Food had kind of become deciduous before El- the return to Eldraine. Um, we had had food in original Eldraine, and it just became something... Um, treasure and food were kind of our, our absolute slam-dunk uh, artifact tokens. And so both both uh, treasure and food just became... I mean, technically, most of the like um, clues and blood are deciduous in the sense that any set can use them. Uh, but treasure and food, I mean, are close to being evergreen. Treasure, I went almost... almost treasure's on the, the, the wisp of being evergreen, and food's pretty close. Um, but they're, they're definitely decision stuff we use all the time. Um, 
Also, real quickly, uh, sagas by this point have just become deciduous. I don't know the point in which they became deciduous. Um, we had used them... I think Theros Beyond Death might have been the first time they came back after Dominaria. Um, we talked about them being an Eldraine, uh, original Thorn of Eldraine, or... Um, uh, and we decided that because they were enchantments and it was nice to make reference to the story from before that uh, Theros Beyond Death just needed them a little more. Uh, but when we were going back to Wilds of Eldraine, we said, you know... You know, sagas are kind of uh, evergreen now. Not evergreen, but uh, deciduous now. Um, and doing fairy tale, you know, sagas sounds cool. So, anyway, just I didn't really mention sagas had become deciduous. Okay, the last set, at least that's out as I record this podcast. The Lost Caverns of Ixalan. So, another, this was what I call a backdrop set in the sense that the main thrust of the set is not the mechanic. Like, when you look at Throne of Eldraine, we definitely did some shifting. Um, a lot of the courts are downplayed a little bit. So there's, there's an aspect that gets played out. There's more of an enchantment theme, roles play theme. So there's new stuff added, but a lot of the core, the adventures, the, um, the um, food and stuff, it, it played a little more like original. Now, I guess there's gradations. On some level, Throne of Eldraine's not exactly a return. It's a little more distance. We have role, you know. Like when we go back to a world, we do like to add something new to the world uh, that's in theme. I feel like um, Lost Caverns was a little bit more of, it really was underground world, and we're doing um, Discover and Descend and all that stuff. That's a little more of the heart of what the set is. Um, but it was our first time ever going back to Ixalan after the first return. We did want to return something. Um, so we ended up deciding to return Explore. We felt that like the idea of underground, the exploration made a lot of sense in underground, and it made sense, like it, it was a theme that carried through. It was a nice mechanic that was simple, that worked well. Um, we also brought, brought back transformed double faith cards that become lands, which was a telltale sign. As I said before, uh, transformed double faith cards are pretty much uh, existing here. Um, the other thing I'll point out, that just to, once again, uh, reference my other podcast. Uh, Discover is a great example of we brought back Cascade, but we changed it, we fixed it, we made it a little bit better. I have all podcasts on all, all our fixing. Okay. So I got, I actually got through that all. Uh, maybe it was a good thing I had extra time because maybe I would not have got through that in 30 minutes. Um, so my last thoughts here, I'm, al- I'm almost at work, so let, let me give you my final thoughts, is I think the idea of mechanics really has shifted over time. Um, and the way that I see it, it's sort of as, as head designer, is a lot of what we do, um, a lot of magic design is one of the things about iterating on the same game for 30 years is you keep inventing new things. You make new, new technology for your design, new tools for your design, and that part of one of the advantages of being a 30-year-old game is, hey, We've done a lot of things. We've tried a lot of things. We've experimented. Hey, we've failed a lot of times. You know, we've put a lot of, uh, of you know, toil and sweat um, into figuring out what makes good magic. So why, why wouldn't we use that? Why wouldn't, why wouldn't we take that stuff and put it in, a, in a, the sets we're making? You know, why wouldn't we, like, if we, like, one of the things that's really interesting is when we do exploratory design, part of the, the question we ask ourselves is, okay, how do we do this theme? And then one of the questions is, like, have we done this theme? Can we do this theme? Is there something that we've done before that would really make this theme shine? 
And sometimes it's a practical thing. Hey, there's just a lot of manna here. Kicker will be good. Or we really want a lot of large things, but we want we don't want that to get in, to cause trouble. So it's like cycling would work here. And sometimes it's like, oh, it's about the Brothers' War, and they literally unearthed uh, artifacts from the past. That's what they did. Ooh, what if we use unearthed on artifacts? Like you know, that that's the kind of thing where um, the having the repertoire we have, having the giant toolbox that we have really is a huge, huge advantage. Um, one of the things I say all the time that in some level we are you know, constantly making a new game. The, the magic is mini games all in one. And part of what allows us to do that is the shared rule set, right? Um, hey, I'm going to teach you a new game, but, well, it kind of works like a game you already know. In fact, most of it works like the game you already know, but... I can add in new things, and I have the ability to take old things that, if you've been playing, you might already know. And that's part of the... Like, the other interesting thing that, that, about bringing things back that I didn't get into, um, but I have time, so I will get into it real quickly, is one of the worries, the reason that mechanics were thought of as being disposable was kind of we had done them, and then what excitement was there? We'd done this already. You would just, you would just look at it and go, oh, yeah, that's that mechanic. I've seen that already. Um, but when we brought cycling back, um, which was our first you know, mechanic we brought back, uh, that wasn't evergreen, um, what we found was, it, like, cycling had shown up for the first time in um, Urza Saga, then we didn't do it for a while. You know, uh, Onslaught is five-some years later, right? And so when we brought it back in Onslaught, people were excited to see it. They're like, oh, yay, cycling's back. And so this idea that, like, somehow it, people knowing it was this drawback that like people are like, where's the new stuff? That there really was this excitement. That one of the cool things about having a game with history, we have mechanics with history, and that it's really fun sometimes to pull something from the past. Like it's really neat when we're doing exploratory design and we realize there's mechanics we haven't brought back in years, maybe decades, that is perfect for the set. And that's really fun to be able to do that. And so um, I think the idea that the that this idea that returning mechanics are some drawback that you have to deal with, we 180, right? They're a, a very valuable tool, and they're something that unto themselves can bring excitement. That sometimes bringing back a mechanic can be something that, like, itself is one of the, what we call the key selling points of the set. Oh, you love this? Well, guess what? This is coming back. Um, like, I remember when we were doing Cons of Tarkir, uh, we had done Morph originally in Onslaught, um, and uh, there were some in Time Spiral Block because there was everything in Time Spiral Block. But we really hadn't done anything since then. When it came back in Concert Arc here, it was a big selling point. People were really excited. People liked more. So um, it, I think our attitude on what mechanics are and, and how to use them really has changed over time. And like I said, one of my, my big things as head designer, one of the big pushes that I made was, hey... Stop seeing this as a drawback or as a... Like, this is a huge advantage we have. Most games do not have the advantage of 30 years of mechanics to pull from. We do. And that, you know, especially as my job as head designer is to looking up for design space, like, hey, we don't need a... A set only needs to do so much new design. We have lots of sets to make new things for. You know what? We should use our mechanics where they make sense. And that part of, you know, preserving new design space is being very thoughtful of how to use old design space. Um, the other thing that's really interesting about bringing mechanics back is a lot of mechanics, I mean, there are mechanics that are about, had as much space as we use them. Um, 
Cypher is a good example where there wasn't a lot of space left on Cypher. It's hard to bring Cypher. I mean, we did Cypher in Bloom Black, so we could bring Cypher back in other colors. But the point was, it, we really used up the space of what it was. That's not true of cycling. That's not true of flashback. There's a lot of mechanics that have a huge amount of design space. And so one of the cool things when you bring it back, you can explore more design space. You can do other things. And so what that's made us do is when we use a mechanic for the first time, like, I mean, we don't have blocks anymore. This is part of it. But it used to be we would try to get every, like, we would do a new mechanic and we would do every riff of the mechanic we could think of because we were trying to make use of the mechanic, right? We, we only had it for this one year. Let's, let's use it up. You know, don't, don't leave any part of the buffalo behind. Um, but um, now that we realize that it's a resource that we can bring it back, that's completely changed our thought. The thought now is, hey, only use as much as you need to use. Now, if you need more, use more. We're not saying, we're not saying you can't use as much as you need. But my point is, hey, if you don't need it, we can bring it back. And so it is really... the. Uh, the complete mind change of sort of how we think about returning mechanics has changed how we design mechanics in the first place. That we really think about um, not what can this mechanic do, what does it need to do. And one of the things that happens all the time now is I will see things and say, hey, I like that. I don't know if we need to do that here. You know, that's a neat idea, but that really is expanding in a whole new space. You know what? When we bring it back, we can do that. Let's not do that here. Um, And so it, it is funny that you know, when I go back to my early days in R&D, that th- there's this attitude of like, use it up, you know, uh, because we're not, we're, n- we're never seeing this again. Now to the point of, okay, be cautious. You know, we want to make sure we mine all the good parts of this mechanic. Um, but anyway, guys, uh, so that is my thoughts today. So I, uh, you got extra traffic today. So I hope you enjoyed the uh, prolonged, uh, the, the nice, now that I'm back actually driving, you guys get actual traffic podcast. When I'm home, I, I mean, if I have, I'm having a really good interview sometimes, I will let it run a little bit long. Um, but other than that, I, I really try to stop very close to 30 minutes just because uh, I think 30 minutes is ideal for this podcast. But uh, one of the cool things of actually driving is you actually get me um, driving to work. So today I had a lot of traffic. I'm late for a meeting. I have a council colors meeting that I'm two minutes late for. And so... Um, Anyway, guys, now that I'm literally, I'm in the garage and I'm about to park, uh, we all know that means that this is my end of my drive to work. So instead of talking magic, it's time for me to be making magic. I'll see you guys next time. Bye-bye.